Hello, this is Mrs. Paranormal. It's a Saturday morning. It's about 10.03 a.m. And the temperature outside is like 40. No, I'm sorry. It's like 32. I know it's been a while. I apologize. I haven't been here, but October was just, it was kind of crazy. And I didn't have a lot of time to do any podcasts at all because my husband was on vacation. And honestly, I just, I couldn't get time to do the podcast. I tried, but it never worked out the way I wanted it to. So I hope you guys will still keep listening to me and you'll keep coming back and listen to my podcast and you'll start or you will continue to recommend it to people and suggest it to people. It means a lot to me if you do that. Um, So I guess I'll give you a little update what's been going on with me. Like I said, October was, it went really fast, but yet it it didn't, you know. Um, Normally October is huge for me and I decorate and I do all that, but um, actually, I did catch a cold, and no, it wasn't the other thing. It was just an actual head cold. No biggie. So that kind of like, you know, you get kind of like, meh. Motivation is like, meh. So I really didn't decorate much, and then um, I had an investigation at the uh, Sheboygan Insane, Insane Asylum, um, October 1st and 2nd. And then I was scheduled to do the investigation, the public investigation on... Um, Oh, by the way, I'm sitting in my truck, and like I said, it's like 35, and I've got a little river to my right and a baseball field to my left. The normal park that I like to go to, um, they're actually closed for winter, which is really lame, so I can't drive through it. So you're going to hear cars going by, and I can't stop that. So that's what I'm doing. That's where I am right now. I'm still in my truck. Oh, and this is like a different truck. Um, I traded in my one truck for another truck. So this one I'm really happy with. It's a pretty red it's ruby red. It's very pretty. All right, so back to October. Um, and then I did an investigation on October 30th and 31st, so we didn't even hand out candy because husband didn't want to, which is cool. I usually do it. He didn't want to. I'm like, that's fine. Um, so, uh, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to remember what else. There's definitely activity in that place. I would say yes, it's 100% active. Um, haunted, spirits, uh, residual. We had, you know, I mentioned that I have those little cat balls that you touch them and then they light up. Well, for some reason, on third floor, on the male's wing, in room in front of room 338, the ball would always seem to go off. And none of us were near it. And then, which is really cool. And then I had my REM pod in the middle of the room because I started using a REM pod and that works really well. And it was going off crazy, like going green and then yellow, and there's just beeping left. And we're like, what the heck is wrong with that thing? So we tried to, you know, adjust it. And then um, we didn't hear any voices or anything like that. Heard a couple of bangs, but those I can kind of dismiss sometimes because some of the windows have, um, they're broken at all. It was really windy. I think it was Friday night. Oh, my God. That place just howled with wind. It was so creepy. It just added to the whole element of everything that was going on, right? Um, We used a laser grid. Oh, God. We used the music box, REM REM pods, K2s, the little ghost balls, cat balls, whatever you want to call them. Um, No trigger objects this time. Well, yeah, we did have trigger objects for the chapel for the little girl. Uh, there's a little stuffed toy and some candy for her. Um, but yeah, in front of room 338, and I made sure that the the team that does this, um, I let the 
uh, main founder aware then room, in front of room 33, for some reason, the cap always goes off. And he's like, cool. So notated that. Um, so that went off. Grandpa was going crazy. And we decided to go to another floor. We went to the nurse's wing. And I put the REM pod out. It didn't do nothing. So all this time we're thinking maybe there's something wrong with REM pod. You know, it, it needs to be reset or it's a battery. You know, there was actually spirits interacting with it. So that was freaking phenomenal. We're like, we looked at each other and we're like, what? And it was really working. Um, I'm going to get all the nights and stuff mixed up, but it doesn't really matter. I'll just get to the, to the best part of the activity. Uh, another time we went to, oh, and it was just me, my friend, my co- founder of um, Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural. She could not make it pretty much any of it because she had to work. So it was just me, which is fine. Um, so one time we went to, I think it was second floor. Um, I'll just say the wing, one of the wings. And back in the day, and I think I mentioned this before, back in the day, you know where they would people, they call people uh, deaf, dumb, and stupid. Um, they call people idiots, dummies. Back in the day, you know, 1950s, 40s, whatever, that was okay. Now, you know, it's politically incorrect. You can't get, you can't call anybody a dummy or an idiot. Well, you can, but you know how that goes, right? <laughs> Anyways, um, so let's see. Uh, second floor wing, there's a guy named Billy. And that's pretty much all I'm going to say because I don't know how much I can say. We think his name is Billy anyway. So anyways. We laid, we laid out a laser grid, a really, really, really sharp one, really nice. It's freaking phenomenal. It has so much um, gadgets on it. It's like if something approaches it, it'll go blue for like um, if something's nearby. And then I think it goes, it spikes red if it's something's walking through the laser. It's really close. And that did happen. And then later on, the batteries ended up dying, so we couldn't even use it. But the cap ball did go off. I put down the cap ball and I walked away. I was halfway down the the um, hallway, I guess you call it, and it went off. So that's pretty cool. And it's cement floor, so there's no vibrations, right? Then I had the ram pod off to the other wing, which is, they've been known to have, uh, shadow figures, which I've never seen. And I had, and then the other girl, the other investigator had her music box out. I think you guys have seen it on Destination Fear, I think has it. It's a music box in the shape of like a coffin. It makes this really creepy noise. Well, um, so she had put that out further down the hallway and I put the rim pod kind of like by the two double doors when you walk down these ward, these hallways, wings, and her music box started going off. Nobody was near it. And the, the, the people that paid for the investigation, they were just like, oh my God, that's so cool. So that started going off and I also had a sensor light, but the sensor light never went off, which was very, very interesting considering the ghost box was, was not that far away from the sensor light. So then goes the, the uh, music box is going off to make that creepy noise. That means something's near it, sitting in front of it or whatever, right? Then the ramp pod starts going off, which is like maybe eight feet, nine feet away, 10 feet away. And I'm like, cool. So that starts going off, right? And you got the music box going, the ramp pod's going off. And then I started calling this guy, this person's name, which I, I think his name was Billy. And I'm like, Billy, can you find that on that, there is a purple light. Can you find the purple light? Because if you guys have ever looked at a REM pod, you've got green, yellow, orange, and purple. Purple is the highest you can go as far as um, energy. So um, I'm sitting there, come on, find the purple light, find the purple light. And then in my mind, this is where it gets really interesting. Well, more so. 
I'm looking at where the music box, now mind you, you guys, the hallways are dark, yeah, it's got windows and all that, but the hallways are pretty dark, so I'm looking at the music box, and in my mind, I can see, I can actually see someone, longish hair in a white gown, sitting in front of it, rocking, like, left to right, left to right, and forward and back, forward and back, just, you know, constant, just doing this rocking thing, because what I was seeing was that there was this patient that was in just awe of this music box, and they didn't want to move, and that music box did not go off until we had to go up there and literally shut it off, so I don't know if that was a, a medium thing or what, but that's what I saw, a person sitting there, like, Indian style, you know, with their legs crossed, looked just, like, and, like, mesmerized by this music box, well, then, you know, the ramp was going off, too, so that tells you there's two spirits there, right, so we're, they're focusing on the other side with the laser, but the laser had to get shut down because it was running low on batteries, which the lasers are horrible for eating battery energy. It's un, insane. It's insane. I think the cap all went off a couple other times down there. And then I'm like, and then the yellow light went off on the rim pod. I'm like, I'm like, Billy, there's a purple light. Find the purple light. I, and none of us were near the, the rim pod to touch it. Not close enough to do that. And... I was so happy to see that the purple light went off, you guys. I was so excited. I'm like, yes! And then there's other people, you know, the people that paid for the investigation. They saw it, and they were all excited. So I had to explain to them that just me that means that there's a spirit near it. There's something touching the antenna or that close, which was so cool. Um, and then things kind of started to wind down. It was late. Um, so then we were all just sort of standing around chit-chatting, and we collected our tools and stuff, and just talking, you know, because like 115 and it's over at like 130 and there's like 120 and we're just standing around sharing stories and things like that. And then I happened to look to my right, you know, where the music box was down that hallway. And I swear I saw a white tennis shoe. One shoe, I'd say probably the left foot. You know, like when you walk, you pick up your heel and you walk into a room. That's what I saw. It was like the heel went up like they were taking a walk, so the heel went up and into the room. And it just disappeared into the room. I didn't run after it. I didn't investigate it because half the time, you guys, there's nothing there, right? So I'm like, and I told one of the other investigators, I said, normally I don't say anything, but I swear I just saw a tennis shoe, someone's tennis shoe, you know, walking into that room down there. So that was my first ever at that place. Um, I've never seen any shadow figures there, but I've gotten feelings and Lots of activity off the cat ball. So that was pretty cool, you guys. And then I kept trying to reenact it. So I would take my flashlight and flash it over. Because that's what I was doing. I, I was just flashing it. And that's when I saw it. And it was a white shoe. Like a nurse's shoe. Maybe, but I don't know if the, what the patients wore for feet shoes. But that's what I saw. So I kept trying to reenact it. I just like look around. And I was like, boy, I'd flash my flashlight on. See if I can find it. So freaking cool. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. So I shared that story. Um, some of the other people had good act, good, um, experiences. Some were saying they smelled sulfur, which I never smelled sulfur. We all had masks on. I didn't smell any sulfur. And they say, theory is, um, if you smell sulfur, that means there's a spirit nearby. That's the, the theory. Um, I was watching, uh, I was watching, uh, actually I was watching Ghost Adventures not that long ago. And... There was a comment about they were in a hangar, uh, um, an airplane hangar in California, and they smelled sulfur. And then Zach goes, well, you know, sulfur is the way 
it's another way of knowing the spirits are nearby. So I never smelled the sulfur. I tried and I tried so hard. I, but then again, I was getting over a cold, so my senses were not 100%. And I felt bad for the investigator who kept sensing this and, and smelling this. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't feel anything. So some people thought they saw um, shadow figures. The chapel was very quiet. Uh, not really any interaction from the little girl. Uh, they originally thought her name was Hope. Now the story's coming out. She's we. They don't think her name is Hope, but um, and they get this, all this information from the ghost box. Is where this all comes from. So if you're curious, that's how they get that. Lots of questions on the ghost box. Um. So yeah, I they're pretty much done with the investigations there now. I don't know if I'm gonna go back next year. It's gonna be up to the lead of the team that puts this on if he wants to ask me back. Will I go back? Maybe. I mean, the place is phenomenal. You know, it definitely has activity. There's something in the, the tunnels. There's something in that one ward. There's something out there. N nothing evil. Oh, I know. I was going to tell you guys. Don't you just miss all this, right? <laughs> um, we did. Now, I'd never heard of this. And there's actually a, a two-part to this, which I find very interesting. Um, I guess one Friday night they did, the girls, the investigation team did what they call calling other corners. I'm like, calling other corners? Like a corner? Like, you know, a corner? No, the corners, U-R-N-E-R-S, not corner. You know, like the death dude? <laughs> so I'm like, so apparently they shared it on their Facebook team. If you guys really want to know who it is, it's Fox Valley um, Investigation, or it's also known as Fox Valley paperback something I always forget the name of their Facebook page it's kind of long um so I'm gonna there's a lady walking you guys so I'm probably gonna be quiet for just a second but I, you'll know because I pause so they did this thing that's called calling other corners and you call to the north the south the east and the west and you have this little verbiage that you you say and you have to have four people obviously for the four corners um and you light a white candle in the middle and you put NSW or southwest, you know, on the candle, you inscribe it, right? And you have to stand in a circle of salt. So um, what they do is they light the candle, and then they say their each little phrase. And I knew nothing of this, you guys. I knew nothing of this. I didn't. The one girl said, do you check our Facebook page and YouTube? I'm like, no, not yet. She goes, oh, you got to check it out. So I did the other, so I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. It was pretty cool. You know, they say this little phrase, and what it does is it's calling on the corners. From what I'm learning is it's to protect you, but, um, God, I don't even know how to phrase it right. It's to allow spirits to come and interact. This is my own um, version of it. It's allow, allow spirits to come and interact, but not evil spirits. Um, it gives them the opportunity to communicate, react, respond. But I believe, um, like, the dark entities and things like that, they're not. They can't come or something. I, I tell you, there's not a lot of information out there on it, which is really weird. So then that, um, I'm holding my phone, so I'm sorry if I'm moving around. So then, what night was that? Was that one of the nights, you guys, I don't remember if it was the 30th or 31st. Uh, they wanted me, they're like, you want to do the calling of the corners? So they said, well, we kind of have to now because they put it on Facebook and everyone's going to expect it. I'm like, sure, I don't care, you know. I'm a witchy-poo, kind of. Um, so 
they make the circle assault, right? Why are there people pulling up here behind me? Anyways, I'll just continue on. Sorry, guys. Um, hold on. Weirdos. <laughs> Can't a girl do a podcast in her own truck without being disturbed by weirdos driving by? I mean, come on. Come on, man. Alright, anyway, so, I hope I got you guys laughing. I, I don't know how any of this affects you guys. I really don't get much feedback, except for maybe one or two people. Okay, back to the story. This is like if I was talking to you in person. I swear to God, this is exactly how I am when I'm in person. Anyways, so they draw the circle of salt. Now, now, mind you, I apologize. They tell the people who paid for the investigation, I guess you call them guests or patrons or whatever, this is what they're doing. And now this is where it gets really interesting, you guys. They tell everybody, the crowd, there's like, what, 50, I don't know. They tell all the people, this is not a ritual. We are not witches. And it's not witchcraft. And so on and so forth. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, hmm, okay. So we all go to the, to just before you hit the tunnels, there's this big room and they draw the circle of salt. And then they're giving me the piece of paper, Patty, this is what you say. I was, oh crap, I was south. Yeah, I was south. So we all stand outside the circle and count of three, we all step in the middle circle. And you have your piece of paper. And you go around each other and you say what you're supposed to say with the candle lit. And then you step out of the circle. You don't break the circle yet. Because circle is usually, of salt is usually for protection, right? If we all know, circles of salt keeps the bad spirits away. Um, there's actually some spells out there. You can put uh, salt around your window seals and door seals, uh, threshold. Yeah, it's legit. It's to prevent those evil spirits, the negativity coming into your house. So it's it's real. And and I actually did get a little emotional. I got chills. And I almost kind of wanted to cry, but I stopped. So then we went on with the investigation. We had some good uh, interaction with the, the spirits and things like that. Um, that was really cool. I don't know, have to, have to be honest, I don't remember if that was the night that we had the activity with the rampart. I wasn't, you get so into it that I, I kind of forgot to pay attention to that. <laughs> so then the second, the first tour is done, they leave. The second tour comes in, and so we had to go back to the calling of the corners, and we had to finish it. So we do the same thing. I say myself, you know, I say whatever the phrase is, which I cannot find online, it drives me crazy. Um, I say my thing, but I end it differently. I say a different verbiage to end it. We all do that, north, south, east, west. And what you do is then you stand and instead of stepping out, well, we counted three, all step in the circle together to exit this, to end the ritual, to end the, um, the spell, whatever. You take your feet and you drag your feet over the salt. So you're opening up the, the circle. You just drag it back. Done. So that let's, Whatever binding we did, that op that stops the binding. And that, that's actually a good term to say. It's binding. You are binding something to that. You are binding them. So when you take your feet and you drag it back, you just open up that circle, right? So the, so the evil spirits or whatever it was are now allowed to run amok. Um, so then now, mind you, they told everybody that this is, we are not witches. This is not witchcraft. This is not a spell. This is not a ritual. We're not binding anything. I did. They didn't say that. I'm saying that right now. But it was a ritual. It was witchcraft. It, was kind of, it wasn't It was necessarily a spell. 
it was a type of binding and I'm fine with that because I like I said I've tried to practice witchcraft on the side which I'm you know it's there <laughs> so and the fact that when I saw them inscribing on a candle I'm like that there is candle magic anytime whether it be white candle black candle red green yellow gold silver when you are inscribing and you are putting intentions, right? Right? I think I've talked about this before. You're putting your intentions into the candle, north, south, east, west. You, you inscribe it in and then you say your, your spell. That is witchcraft. And I hope the public, either they really didn't get it or they just didn't say anything. But after I'm like, and I didn't even talk to the girls about it. I'm like, you guys know that was witchcraft, right? That was a spell that was witchcraft. And candle magic because you're inscribing in that candle and you are as you're inscribing it you're you know you're putting your intentions right into it so they never got any negative feedback on any other Facebook pages that I know of so the people the public must have been like meh they not didn't think anything of it if there was a Wiccan in that crowd or if there was say perhaps a white witch or something on those lines in one of those groups I guarantee you they would have called them out and said yeah you guys are doing witchcraft so they closed the circle correctly, you know, or open it, whatever you want to call it. That was all done right. But it, like I said, if I would have known prior to what they were doing, I would have helped them. I would have brought a snuffer because, as you know, you don't blow out a candle because then that prevents the whole thing. You're supposed to snuff out the candle, right? Um, I would have brought the proper tool to inscribe into a candle. Uh, usually I use, like, a piece of wood from, like, one of my incense sticks. They say, the internet says, and everybody else says, you can use anything you want because it's your intentions, but... They used a pen because it was like last minute stuff. I'm like, wow. And I don't think they anointed the candle. You know, they didn't. Not that that matters. Some people like to anoint their candles where they like wipe it down with oil, you know, to clarify and to cleanse it. I don't think they did that. So that was neat. Um, I don't know if they're going to make this uh, a common thing every time they do investigations. But someone in one of those crowds is going to call them out. And they're going to say, yeah, that's witchcraft. That is a form of witchcraft. Because you're, you're communicating with the earth. So it could be maybe a Wiccan. Excuse me. I'm not either. I'm not a Wiccan. I'm not sure what I am yet. I haven't figured that out. Side side noit. Side noit. Okay. Now mind you guys. It's like 35 out right now. There's a kid jogging next to me. In shorts. No top. What the hell? He's like a teen. I should take a picture of this. Oh my god. That would be too weird, huh? <laughs> He's got no top on. Show off. So that was the investigation. I haven't communicated with any of the girls I'd like to. Um, and the kid that's talking with him is like, it got a beanie on. He's got two shirts on, sweats. But I haven't, and they haven't reached out to me either. So I figure if we haven't reached out to each other, then I'm just going to let it lay. But if they really think that that wasn't witchcraft and it wasn't doing a spell, <laughs> you boy crazy. You really don't know what you're doing, which is really surprising that it, it, it may have worked because usually, well, whatever. So that was like over 20 minutes of me babbling on about my investigation at the asylum. Um, if he calls me back next year, I, I think I may go. It's just hard on the body because everything's like cement and you have to go these three floors of steps. It's, it's, it can be very tiresome because it's like a nine hour, a nine hour evening. So, um, also just for shits and giggles, I started to investigate my basement and I brought my cat toy down there and I brought the REM pod because in one of the rooms years ago, I got a female sigh 
I had put my uh, iPad out and let it go all night. This is years ago. So I started doing that, and then the cat ball went off, and I was actually asking it questions. Um, I don't have the paperwork here with me. It's up. It's at home, but I think I figured out they were born in 1954 because I. It was actually something I had never done during an investigation. I actually counted out the years. Like the house was built in 1924, so I took that and I said, "What year were you born?" I went from 1924 by the age of the house, and I went up when I hit 1954. The cat ball went off three times. I said 1954. It went off again. Pretty cool. Um, and then I started counting the ages. Now, what was really weird is that the REM pod bleeped green, a steady green, when I said 15. Um, but when I went back and tried again, obviously no activity. So I haven't put down my iPad down there. I need to make sure I can plug it in all night to let it go. So that's pretty cool. Um, I'm not going to do it like every night, but I'll do random investigations in the basement because there's something there. I've been told that by other people there's something in that basement. Um, so, yeah. Um, what else? Oh, I found some good stories, some good dorm stories. They're short, which, you know, I love short stories. Um, and I'll go ahead and read those to you. Let's see. Where are my dorm stories? Got my glasses on so I can see them. All right. The kids moving around, you guys. Sorry. All right. So the first story is these are dorm stories, which I I don't think I've ever uh, done research on, but I like them. I was, I was impressed. The first one is called the morning routine. Okay. So I woke up at 5 a.m. to see my roommate preparing for school. She was already in her uniform. I sat up and asked her if I, or sorry, I sat up and asked her if. If she had a spare uniform, I could borrow. She nodded and opened her closet to show me. I thanked her. She smiled, waved, and turned to go. And I spent about 30 minutes more in bed on my phone. I got down from the top bunk to start preparing for my day and looked over and saw my roommate sleeping soundly in her bunk. Um, who was there at 5 a.m.? Dun, dun, dun. Spirit, perhaps? I don't know. The greeter. Okay. My roommate set up. Sorry, my roommate sat up in her bed one night, looked towards the corner of our room, kept saying hello. She did this for about three times. After saying hello several times, she slowly turned her head as if she was watching someone walk and then looked under the bed. Her head shot up so quickly and she looked at me. I had never seen someone look so terrified in my life. Suddenly, she fell back on the bed and went to sleep. I ran out of that room so fast. Speaking of that, you guys, if you have the chance... To watch the movie Come Play. I highly recommend that movie. It was so good. I really, really liked the way it was done. So anyways, I recommend you guys watch Come Play. Alright, so the next story is called The Motivator. I'd heard rumors that my freshman dorm was haunted, but dismissed the stories. One morning, I was sitting alone in my room, no desire to go to class, and said out loud to myself, I think I deserve a day to stay in bed. Clear as day, as though someone was sitting on my bed next to me, a male voice had replied, Just stay. I jumped up to check the hallway of my all-girls dorm room and then out the window to make sure there's nobody out there. Uh, but there wasn't anyone around. Nobody went around. No one. Creepy. The Trash Thrasher. My dorm room, sorry, my dorm last year was next to a tiny campus theater. Rumor had it that a guy hung himself in there 20 years ago. We constantly had doors and windows, window locks and clothes on their own. 
One of my neighbors was sitting at home one night and heard the lid of their trash can hitting the wall repeatedly, like, you know, when they're stepping on to open it up. She looked out at the people in the living room to see who was doing it, and no one was there. The sound stopped every time she checked. When she sat back down at her desk, the lid started again. This happened about four or five times, she said, and she was seriously in a panic. I would think dorm rooms would be fun to try and investigate. I'd do it. The Visitor I lived in the oldest residence hall on campus my freshman year. I used to be a, it used to be a hospital for people during an influenza outbreak years ago. We, uh, let's see, what does I say? We're quite a bit of people, okay, a lot of people died there, okay, influenza. There was even a room in the basement where the morgue used to be. I was in my room one night trying to sleep when I heard my door open and shut by itself. Even though I lived alone, I tried to ignore it and tell myself I was imagining things. But second later, I felt something grab my leg, and I looked up to see this dark thing floating by my feet. Ooh, creepy. It looked like the top half of a body, and when I looked away to turn the lamp on, it was gone. Ooh, they usually disappear when you turn on the light, don't they? The Haunted Hall. My dad went to Whittier College in California in the late 60s, early 70s, and his dorm, Wanberg Hall, has many legends. It's been rumored to be a former syphilis ward, a hospital, a mental asylum, and he would hear screaming, women screaming in pain and babies crying when he was alone during holiday breaks when the building was practically empty. He is also, pos he is also positive there is a presence in his room. It gives him chills to this day. What else? The creepy chair. In my mom's friend's dorm, my mom's friend's dorm his mom's friend's dorm his mom's friend oh, that didn't make sense so, uh, she and her roommate would use a squeaky chair to reach the top shelf of their bookcase sometimes at night when everyone was in bed the chair would just start squeaking like there was somebody standing on it that could just be easily as it's a wooden chair it creaks at night eh, that one i wouldn't believe at all the spooky shadow I was in RA, I think it means residence something. So we spent a lot of time alone in the dorms before students arrived for the year. One time, my door shut and locked itself from the inside, even though it was a latch lock. Another time, I was standing in the hall taking, talking to my friend, and behind her I saw a shadow walk towards the stairs, but no actual person followed. Another time, I felt a solid poke on my shoulder in my sleep. It hurt, and I was too afraid to turn around because I was sure someone would be standing over me. Yipes. All right, the case of the chalkboard. My roommate, my roommate and I... Let me start that over. My roommate and I had a spirit in our room who we named Lily. Lily didn't didn't like confrontation so whenever anyone got into an argument or was angry in our room things would go flying across the space i woke up one night to my roommate's chalkboard thrown to the other side of the room while my roommate was out of town okay. let's see the nighttime nun there was one time when my mom went to camp at a college and all the seniors told her to be careful of careful in the residence hall near the park if someone knocked on the door past midnight calling her name, she was told to not open it because it'd be the ghost of a nun. At midnight the first night, someone knocked on her door calling her name. 
My mom opened the door and saw a shadowy figure zoom past the door towards the direction of the cemetery across the park. So those are just some fun little stories that I found about dorm rooms. Um, so that's about it. Um, I'm going to try and get back into doing the podcast again, you guys. You can always visit me on my Facebook page, Female... Or so, ooh, that's the old one. Investigate, Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural, a.k.a. Female Investigators of the Supernatural. So... It's Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural. Please stop by and visit our Facebook page. Leave me a comment. If you guys want to private uh, message me on Facebook, let me do. Let me know. Um, if you guys want to email me, it's p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i at gmail.com. Please share your stories with me if you want. Uh, if you don't think I'll read them well enough on the air, that's fine. I totally get it. Um, I'm not a professional, obviously. So... I want to thank everybody for listening, and um, my followers are a majority are females. I think it's like 66% are females, which is awesome, ladies. Let's keep this going. You can do a podcast on your own, you know. You can share it with me, and then I'll listen to you. How's that sound? So, yeah, if you could start your own podcast, share it um, on my Facebook page, on my Facebook Messenger, email. Um, what else? I think that's about it. But if you guys have any stories you want to share or uh, you have any questions for me, please feel free to communicate with me, okay? Because I really don't know how I'm doing. Other than maybe Anchor may show me, you know, that. But I don't get a lot of feedback. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. So you guys have a great Saturday. And maybe if I have time, if I, have time I will try and do a podcast tomorrow. Otherwise, um, you guys take care. And this is Mrs. Paranormal signing off.